0: Intro in just a minute, but we're gonna have a good talk. cliffhang a little bit, and we'll go from there. Um, so, building a better world. Um, what's that look like to you? I'm just curious.
1: Oh um, well, the um, the most important topic uh, relative to this question, mm. and I'm a little biased because I've been studying it for about ten years. Is sure. uh, is our cities, uh, and the reason why I say that is because Uh, 60% of all humans now live in cities. And that's growing by about 3 million people per week, uh, moving into cities a week. week, Yeah, we're building the equivalent of New York City, Manhattan, every month, somewhere in the world. Um, And by the middle of the century, we'll get to about 70% uh, of all uh, humanity will live uh, in in, in a city, and then it'll just grow from there, probably up to 80% or so by the end of the century. Um, So if we're going to impact, you know, the quality of life of people, and that's really my core focus, we're going to have to do that work in our cities. So for me, a better world is.
0: All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. What's up everybody? Welcome into Vision Pros live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I am really excited to talk to, to, talk to Dr. Jonathan Reichenthal about his vision for the future. He's been studying this out well. Um, I also tend to play in the futurist world quite a bit. That's, I mean, welcome to entrepreneurship. But um, one of my best friends, Adam Tank, is one of the world leaders on water and what's going on with water and how much we're losing with that. And he made this post a long time ago on super cities and mega cities and how everybody, is moving in masses to cities and how that's going to affect our future and that's dr Raikenthal's specialty and we're going to be talking a lot about that I'm really excited about what he's going to share um, we'll be diving into that vision quite deeply um, before we bring him on we're going to dive into a few of the sponsors again these sponsors are people that we actually work ones were that one's one that we work with one's one that I would have worked with if I was just getting started today with my business so cold click helps us with our LinkedIn automation. Art Hoffman runs the company. He's become a good friend of mine and a strategic advisor for how to make sure that I'm playing nice with the algorithms of LinkedIn as we get connected to new people. And ultimately, we wanna make sure that we're being connected to people who align with what it is we do, but also are in a position to work with us. Um, And so connecting with hundreds of people allows us to do just that, to make sure that the right people are coming together at the right time. We don't have to force anything. On the other sponsorship, we've got Simply Fast Websites. Uh, Shane Michaels become a friend of mine as well. Um, When I saw that he was offering websites at one hundred and seventy nine dollars, I was like, "Whoa, that's huge!" Like if if I could have started without paying thousands of dollars for my website, or just playing around with Wix and Squarespace and trying to figure it out myself, I would have saved myself countless hours. I would have saved myself a lot of time. Um, And you know, he obviously can go above and beyond that, but it would have been such a great resource Um, when I was first working with. Uh, I probably interviewed and worked with 10 different web developers, web designers, to learn through the muddy waters of of how do I get this thing going and how do I learn what I need to. You guys have better information than me. Thanks to YouTube. Thanks to TikTok. Thanks to YouTube shorts and all sorts of materials that are out there. But um, it's not a bad idea to uh, consider working with somebody who's got a price point where he has it. So um, I hope that's a resource to you if you're at that stage of just getting started. Lastly, before we bring Jonathan on screen, we're going to talk about the water project. The water project is my go-to um, cause that I love to, to bring up and and also help. The reason why is because I have access to this every day without a problem. If I need a drink of water, I get access to it. Um, I can go right into my kitchen and get what I need to there's billions of people in the world that do not have access to such luxury. Um, and we have the opportunity to give back and help. And even if that means giving a dollar or that means spreading the word to those who can, you have an opportunity to select the community you want to give to you get to see the impact, um, you know, of, of your, of what you do because they show you what that community's, uh, circumstances like beforehand to then show you afterwards the effect that you've had in that community and, and how it impacts their lives. Um, and I just, I can't think of something that, that, uh, is more noteworthy, more, more needed in the world than, than this. However, if you've got a cause, you want to see us support, don't hesitate to drop that in the comments because we're always looking for other ways that we can help and, and bless the lives of those around us. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Dr. Jonathan Reikenthal, uh, I'm really happy to have you on the show and we'll dive into your accolades a little bit. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, to further quantify, and we're gonna we're gonna dive back into that uh, the, the 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 cities and what's going on with cities and and why that's so important. Um, but if you were to quantify right now, who should be listening, and uh, you know why should they be listening to you beyond the fact that you're a doctor, beyond the fact that you've worked with uh, cities and that you've done all this research, um, who's going to benefit the most from this conversation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're breathing, you're probably going to benefit. There's a good chance that you live in a city uh, if you're watching this podcast, although we still have about uh, 40% of the world living in a rural area, but that's changing quickly. Um, You know, I I, I was sort of um, uh, fell into this business, if you like, almost by accident, because I didn't realize the importance of cities in our lives. And as I've... You sort of worked in this space and researched it and been teaching. I realized this is at the core of what it means to be human and to live in the 21st century. And it will increasingly be that as more people move into cities. So uh, I think when people listen to our conversation today, they will understand, first of all, the role of urbanization uh, as a core uh, sort of leverage for uh, how we live out our lives. You know, we playing, working, uh, living. Um, and that we have problems that we have to solve, and, and those problems have to be solved in cities like the climate emergency. Um, but hopefully we'll cover some other things, the role of data perhaps, and you know, the role of uh, some of the emerging tech. So uh, I think those are the reasons why this is uh, an important topic. And, and, and my role uh, as a business owner, you know, doing work related to cities, a professor and an author on this topic, hopefully I bring some insights and experience that are valuable to people.
0: I, I know you will. Um, that's that's not only obvious from your bio, but just uh, the genuine nature with which you came into the show um, as we as we got to meet beforehand. Um, you can I can learn a lot about people um, in a five minute conversation. Um, so your your talk on on cities and and what what you um, what people need to be preparing for. You, you talked about millions of people moving into cities every week. Um, and that's certainly, that's going to be a disruptive experience for everybody who already lives in the city, as well as those who are accommodating, um, and, and trying to find a home, uh, things that are everyday challenges that we're all used to, but maybe there's some more things beyond that, that, that we need to consider and look at. So, uh, I'd like to ask you, what's your vision for those that you serve? Um, and, and I'll ask that in two different ways because your vision is so broad, right? One, you serve everybody with what you're doing. I get that. But what about those you serve more directly, um, those you work with on a daily basis?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, l- let me kind of talk about the big picture for a second, fill in some of the gaps there. Um, Thank you. you know, 60% of the world is urban. Uh, this, this is a phenomena that's only recent. Uh, about 2008, we moved from being a majority rural to majority urban planet. And um, since then, about 3 million people have been moving into cities every single week. You know, we're building the equivalent of New York City somewhere in the world every single month. Uh, and by the way, we'll do that for the next 40 years. Um, wow. About 3% of the landmass of the world is, uh, is, is our cities are, are built on. So 3%. And we're also going to double that to about 6% of the world over the next uh, few, few decades. By the time we get to the end of this century, um, you know, 80% or more of all humans will be born into a city and will live out their lives in a city. Uh, this is a pretty recent phenomena. I mean, if you look back through the industrial revolutions and and even further back, we we, we largely sort of were were uh, uh, rural people living on farms uh, or, or uh, individual contributors. This idea that we kind of live together in in very compact, highly complex environments um, is an, is a new deal. Um, so uh, you right. know, you're waking up every day, you're you're in some city in the world. Uh, you know, you're hoping to have as you mentioned, even in your intro, uh, access to water. This is very important. A uh, a a a resource that is limited, and, and we have to treat it well. Um, you hopefully have access to electricity. Um, al- although, um, you know, there's still there's still uh, quite a number of people in the world, uh, hundreds of millions of people who don't have uh, access to electricity. Uh, you want to have access to the internet. You know that that's another thing which uh, we take for granted. You and I and and, and, and many others. Um, but, uh, you know, we're about 5 billion connected people in a world of 8 billion. So we 3 billion people today, uh, did not check email or, you know, um, get to use the internet. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm envious of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in, in reality, I, I recognize the, the significant, um, limitation that that is because the internet really is a, it's gotta be close to a human right at this point. Um, and yeah. you, then you want to get into transportation right? you want to go somewhere you, 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 do you have access to uh, public transport or your own transport um, what what is the quality of the infrastructure? how can you get from A to b other um, economic uh, uh, opportunities? So I just wanted to paint the bigger picture of like how essential, how core this is to what it means to be human. you know uh, cities yeah. and humans we've we've now intersected. we are one. it is the most important experience uh, uh of being of of being uh of being alive uh for the for 60 percent and more increasingly uh, more people in the in the years ahead um so I uh, you asked me who I serve I, I love that question um you know my whole thing when I wake up every day is how can I be valuable you know h- how can I actually add value how can I be useful um a few years ago i, I sort of walked away from corporate America and decided to Create a lifestyle business. So I would do the things that I thought uh, I would get uh, enjoyment from and and find meaningful, but also serve customers and organizations that were also doing uh, important uh, you know, meaningful work in the world. Um, so that's a, a real luxury that I have to be able to yeah. choose my customers. Um, but I work with a, a lot of different types of people. Uh, one of my big customers, if you like, in terms of serving are uh, our cities. Um, and that means mayors and city managers, uh, and, and a lot of it is outside the U S so, you know, I I do serve folks Mm. here in the U S but I, I have a global footprint and, um, that includes things like just advising on strategy, uh, educating. I do a lot of education. Um, it also means implementation. I'm, I'm helping to build a a community in Estonia and the Baltic States right now. Um, but doing some interesting work also, here in the U.S. and, and in Singapore uh, as well. The other community that I serve um, is our students, our people who are in a place of education. So I, I work at several universities, and uh, the University of San Francisco is my main university. I'm also at Menlo College and, and Pepperdine University. And so um, mm-hmm. I, I feel that's a great place to spend my time. First of all, because I love it. I, I, I'm an educator, I love to teach. Um, yeah. this is the, these are the folks who are going to do the hard work of the future when, when I'm retiring and, of have, have, uh, you know, when, when, in, in, in decades to come, when, when I'm no longer here, we're no longer here. Um, you know, we've got to hand the baton to the next generation to do the good work. So I feel like if I'm serving and inspiring, uh, all sorts of people, but particularly students, um, that's like making an investment in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well said, um, well said for sure. So you're, I noticed that you are an educator. You've got, you've got classes on LinkedIn learning um, as well. I saw that and that you work with the, worked with the city of Palo Alto in California. Um, in addition to working outside, it's, it's fascinating to me to think about. Um, I, I don't, I don't know a lot of people in my life who um, consider city managers, um, you know, like what they do on a day-to-day basis or, you know, what it's like to start a city from scratch, um, you know, or consider, you know, how do we, you know, how do we establish, Local laws, local taxes, um, you know, how, where the roads are going to go, what types of businesses we want to attract and bring in. Um, those, are, those are kind of foreign concepts to a lot of people out there. So it's really fun to dive into this with you because it's like real world Legos or real world SimCity. Um, I got a question for you about your personal life, though. Sure. So what is your personal vision for you? What do you see for yourself? I'm curious. Do you see yourself living rural or urban? Um, over the next, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30, however long you want to say, I'll let you define your where your vision <laughs> goes, because it's probably pretty far, pretty far out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, um, I, first of all, I, I think life is remarkably fragile. Um, so, uh, you know, who knows what tomorrow will bring or next week? Um, and, you know, if you have uh, friends who passed away or family members who were taken, you, you know what that feels like. And so I don't take uh, any day for granted. Um, I have, you know, I have a motto that every day matters, you know, and, and, uh, this day is going to be special, you know, and, and tomorrow is going to be uh, special, uh, too. And you know what that means? That doesn't mean that's not a selfish idea that I want to make it special for me. I actually want to make sure that those that I meet and, and the people I interact with every single day, um, have a memorable moment and feel better having spent time with me. Um, so, you know, my, my core vision actually it, it can be said very simply. Um, I believe that kindness is the most important human quality. Um, and it's, it's the, you know what, you know, kindness, it doesn't cost anything you, you, just to be kind is something you can choose. And, and for some yeah. reason, um, so many of us don't choose that, right? Be, be kind to others. You don't know what they're going through. Right. And be kind right. to yourself, right. Be kind, uh, give yourself time. You respect yourself. That's, that's so, so huge. And the second part, which is more aligned, I guess, okay. with sort of that footprint, me trying to impact the world, is I say, be bold, be bold. And I mean bold as in don't hold back. You know, bring forward your ideas, share your ideas, um, do that thing that's on that list. I, the, the one thing I don't like to hear is when people say they're going to do it one day. You know, that one day may never happen. You know, with me, it's all about I'm going to do it now. I, you know, um, people always ask me, Jonathan, you seem to do an awful lot. You're, like, very involved and stuff. I do that because I, I don't know how much time I have. I don't know what's left. Um right. the urgency. I, I say for every one of us, if you're listening to this, uh, watching this video or listening to this podcast right now, uh, I want to tell you right now, um, the um, <clears throat> the biggest mistake you can make is thinking you have more, more time than you have. And and um, I stole that, by the way. That's, that's not mine. But, uh, <laughs>
0: It's a good thing to steal. Think, knowledge is Buddha. knowledge is good to steal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's Buddha, by the way. I think it's Buddha said, you know, the biggest oh. mistake is thinking you have uh, more time. Um, but um, but create urgency in your life. Create urgency, um, you know, and, and in, in what matters. So my vision is, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be a city guy. Uh, you know, I love to visit the countryside. I love visiting that's the key thing right (laughs) i like going to the beach i love going to uh, i I love to travel and i but but i'm my to live cities that that's where uh my my life is and i can my story on this is real simple i i was living in florida actually in, in tampa bay great city okay and um i had an opportunity to move to california this is now uh about 14 15 years ago and the place I worked w- was in a rural area. And that meant that um, I would have to live uh, you know, north of San Francisco in, a, in a, what I would consider to be quite rural. And um, I, I didn't, uh, didn't take to it. I, I had to go back to the city. I had to go back into an urban center. So that's very important to me. It's also important I live near an airport. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be close because I travel so much. Uh, people ask me to, to go to all sorts of places in the world all the time. So I need to be able to get to an airport pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Um, if I kind of, sort of take the spirit of your question though even further, um, look, I think I think there's, a, a, I have a vision for a kinder, more peaceful, more gentler world where humans are nice to each other. It's such a fragile and rough world. Uh, we could yeah. do a heck of a lot more to be good to each other.
0: Yeah, you're you're right about that. Um... Communication is not easy, um, even even within your own language, let alone cross cultures, cross languages, etc. It certainly makes it hard. Um, now, <clears throat> normally the next question that I ask people is, "What's your worst business experience ever?" In um, this case, I'll expand that to, "What's your what's your worst leadership experience ever?" Um, and I find it gives a lot of hope to those who are following along the way to realize they're not alone in the the struggles they pass through. So. <laughs> Um, which which do you want to take on? I'll do the leadership
1: one. Uh, okay. I, uh, you know the thing about this question is there's so many examples. <laughs> <laughs> Sign of an expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert at this. No, but everyone is. Uh, you know, I'm on serious. Little, yeah, I love that you said people shouldn't feel alone because the reality is it doesn't matter if you're the you know the entry level. Uh, associate or the CEO, um, mistakes are quite common, uh, no matter who you are. And we, some people might hide them better than others, uh, or, or, you know, people might regret doing certain things and never admit it. Um, you know, I, I, am not sure if I'm going to come up with a, just a fabulous uh, example. And I I also want to respect, you know, uh, companies and people in in giving my answer. Um, I, I'll I'll just, (laughs) here's, here's something I think a bigger picture way for me to answer this question. Um, I, I've spent a lot of my life in uh, in an innovation role. Uh, in fact, it, at one point in my career, for several years, I was uh, I had the title innovation director. So I, it was actually not only my my title, but also the the work I had to do, and it was related to technology um, with a big consulting uh, firm. And even since then, I you know I, it, it really is a good uh, fit for me. I, I I do like trying to uh, identify new value particularly where that value is positive and help organizations grow or make you know processes more efficient. And so even from that, going into the city, working as a city leader, and then uh, moving on with my own business, uh, innovation remains really core to who I am. And I get to talk about that a lot and, and share insights and stories with, with many. And, and the reaction often, I know this for a long time, is you know, they might say, well, you know, you lived and you live in Silicon Valley, so it must be easier. And you have people who kind of believe in innovation. And, 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 uh, and so the advice you're giving might not apply if we don't live in, in the place that you live in. And so what I wanted to share and I always share with people is whenever I am proposing an innovative ideas as a leader, uh, I can tell you that the first answer I almost always get is no. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that might surprise people that uh, as a leader, the expectation that people would agree with you or, or immediately go along with you uh, is not there. Um, mm-hmm. But the differentiation is that you, some people, when they get no, will say, oh, okay, thank you. And, and they walk away. Um, no is the first answer, but you have to come back and you maybe have to reframe what you're asking about. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a, a no, but... Uh, maybe it's like uh, no, but tell us more. Or can you look at this? And then by the third time, I'm coming back. I'm moving into more of a little bit of a softer yes. And eventually, we're we're actually making uh, a difference in the world. Um, people don't like change a lot in in organizations, and um, they. I always say people want the outcome, but they don't want the journey to get to the outcome. Uh, you know, it's well like a, <laughs> right. And because and, it can be so painful, it's like, we just want to get the good results, but you know, to get the good results, you got to put in the time and, and you got to make, you got to take some risks and you got to make some investment and it, it can be, there can be some scary nights before you get to that good place. Um, so, so I think, you know, it, my worst experience as a leader is that um, you, you've got to be able to confront and deal with a lot of people who will say no. The, as as the sort of like the first pushback on any try any kind of change that you want to achieve um but i've changed that worse experience into a learning and now i know what to do w- what to do next right which is okay you know i know is the default answer let, let's let go uh let's figure out how we can get to yes uh, let's figure out uh, what w- what we need to do to get to a good place um not maybe the expected answer you had but that's uh, maybe a mix of my lifetime experience plus also some advice that i can give
0: i think there's a lot of leadership on display in the way you answered that um and i think a lot of leaders can learn from uh your your nature you you it's very clear that you're nurture for one i can see that um and two you're respectful of the past relationships that you had, no matter what. You know anybody who's been in business long enough, you know, or or knows what a doctor's life is like too, of dedication to being your best and and many different facets, knows that you've had your difficulties, but you've chosen not to make that the priority, um, you know, or the, or the lens of perspective with which you you see your situation. So I I think it's a beautiful answer. Thank you. Moving into what you were talking about with accept accepting the reality that knows are going to come, it reminds me of what you said about being bold um, as well, right? We we have to um, choose to either you know grow a thicker th- thicker skin, you know, or learn to be you know a more malleable. Maybe dodge some bullets along the way <laughs> as as part of the process. Um, and it's, you know, when you're, when you're incubating ideas, think about this too. If you're, if you're that person who's got good ideas and you just feel like you never have good ideas because everybody else tells you your ideas aren't very good. You might be in a very smart society too. That might be part of the challenge um, is, you know, if you're, if you're with a bunch of people who are generate ideas for a living, then sometimes they get kind of sick of listening to new ideas or being like, ah, oh, I don't want to hear another idea. Mm-hmm. I, the ideas are a dime a dozen, you know, that's kind of the culture. So um you know everybody out there as a visionary just know that um while you do i think you want to be careful with who you share your ideas with i think it's also wise to start preparing how do i be more bold um you know and, and stick to my guns when i've got great solutions that that our world won't benefit from you burying so let's dive into the best side um now let's see where we go with this so what would you say your best experience in business or in leadership has been, or what's been one of those city outcomes that you're just excited about, um, that, that the world should be aware of, uh, feel free to go any direction you want with that. I just have mm-hmm. a few ideas where I'm like, man, I, I really want to hear these stories, but I know we only have 45 minutes. So.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to add to, I, I'll answer your question, but I did want to also add to what you just said, which I really love, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, this whole idea of there's, there's lots of ideas, you know, uh, uh, And there's a bit, there's an extra bit to that, which is, um, look, we can have great conversations about ideas and we should, I mean, that's what makes being human, human. And it's lovely to explore the possibilities. Um, But ideas remain ideas, just thoughts. If you don't act on them. Right. And and there's a real difference between the person who comes forward and says, I have this idea to change the world or uh, to build a business or to, you know, do something important in my community and, and, and does nothing versus the person who says, uh, I, I want to reduce poverty in my community, I have an idea. And then tomorrow, they go out and they do it. Yeah, that's, a there's a chasm there. So huge difference. Yeah. So um, I, again, be bold, but do it, do it. You know, um, I posted the other day, just very simply, what are you waiting for? And this is something now I believe in, what are you waiting for? Like, really? It's for everybody. The question, and 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 people came up with some you know funny answers, and some people came up with some serious answers. And for every answer, I just said, "Do it, do it," you know. Uh, so um, now, what's my best uh, leadership experience or best experience yeah. at, at the city? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I have one. I have one. Um, I have a lot. I mean, I've, I've 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 over thirty years in in business, so there's probably a few I could pick from. But I'll I'll go to the city. And, you know, one of the things about working in a government position uh, is, and, and by the way, it's a great profession. It's a great place to work. It gets a lot, it, people say a lot of bad things about it, but uh, you'll meet the smartest people. You meet the most passionate people who work in government a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a great, it's a great world. And if you're in a city, which is very connected to the people, you know, a state isn't, the federal government isn't, it's very, the gap is very large between the individual and the the agency, but a city, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, your mayor, you know, your council members, you know, the right. staff, you know, and so you're very close to the people that you're serving. And, and particularly I work for the city of Palo Alto, small community, but with a big footprint. Um, and we knew like, people knew me very well and I knew a lot of people in the community. Um, so this sounds so basic, but it's such a kind of representation of the kind of impact you can have. It's going back a few years now. Um, you know, there was uh, we were we were talking about whether we should be deploying Wi-Fi and um, uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi isn't that popular in the U.S. People outside the U.S. Are more popular because we have, you know, the fixed rates here and um, uh, you know, it's not it's not a consumption based uh, Wi-Fi. So um, right. it hasn't been as race as big as it has been elsewhere. But we we said there was a, there was this park that was close to City Hall and you um, we said, let's try, let's put some really high, very high speed, you know, Wi-Fi internet in that park. Yeah, and um, and just make it free, make, you know, ha- have people enjoy it. Uh, and I said, I'm happy to do that, but it needs to be a very, very good experience. None of this sort of logging in or trying to find a password or whatever. You should be able to connect very fast and it should be really good quality. I, I hate when I go to a place right. like airports in the world and you, you connect to the free Wi-Fi and it's like not so great. Um, anyway, we did the work and, um, I would pass this park every day on my, on my way home. And, uh, what, what I discovered was, you know, I'd be driving past this little park and for, for years I would pass it. And there'd be a a couple of people in there, but then I started to see on, you know, some evenings, I would see many, many more people like groups of, uh, you know, teams working together because they had excellent Wi-Fi in the park. And I said, we made a little tweak. And change the dynamic in that area, in that block. People were coming out of the buildings and actually socializing and connecting with each other in completely new ways. And it was this idea that you know uh, you, you see the results of the work you do, as opposed to being in the back office. You never see any of the the results. You don't see the way that you can change people's lives. Now, I know this is sort of that it's kind of a you know first world problem kind of thing I'm describing, but I wanted to share it more from the perspective Ooh. of a um, characteristic of the kinds of things you can do in a government context where you see real uh, impact to people very quickly.
0: I love that. I also appreciate that you you highlight that it feels like a first world problem. But I would I think, you know, as well as I do, that it's not, um, you know, ed- education is the core of of civilization in many ways in um, on a, on a productive society. The book "What Went Wrong" I felt was a, f- a fantastic book on the subject of the transfer of powers between uh, the superpowers of the past to the superpowers of today. And to validate what you're talking about, when I was in Uruguay, um, it was 2007 2009. While I was there, they gave every kid a little green laptop, um, oh, yeah. and they also came out with um, Wi-Fi in the plazas for free. And it was fast; it was great Wi-Fi, um, and it was it was it was life altering. Um, you know, from an education standpoint for those children to have access to those things. And I came home thinking that, oh, they must have done this here, too. Um, you know, in the United. Nope. <laughs> in the United States, you get your own, own Wi-Fi access. Um, and, you know, iPhones came out, all those things. And we, we found ways to bridge the gap. But um, as as societies, um, it's not it's not about competing either. It's just about empowering people. Right. With, with access, empowering those we don't think about. Um, as well, like maybe, yeah, you have an iPhone, but not everybody who lives in America is taking full advantage of uh, or has the ability to to, to privilege to use all of the first world components that, that we're blessed with. So um, thank you for sharing. I do think it's very valuable and important. Um, if this was your last opportunity, Dr. Reikenthal, to 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 help people, um, you know, and to really share one powerful lesson. What would it be? What would you share with us? <laughs>
1: Mm. You could tell I haven't seen the questions before because I'm. I have to think You're about them. It. I
0: appreciate that. I'm. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the the pondering of silence. Thing is beautiful. <laughs> um.
1: So the only the way I can think about this is 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 what have I done that has made a difference? Not so much that the a particular project, but what behavior really comes into play here and you know i I, I think I've uh, so far had a, a a pretty decent career and made a difference in in many many ways and people come to me and want advice on that a lot Uh they, they want to know what I do that's different and you know how I, I'm able to achieve the volume of, of things that I deliver whether it's writing books or delivering video courses or helping uh, communities around the around the world. So let me see if I can talk through this. The first thing is a lot of what I just said, a lot of what I do is a choice. Yeah. And, and, and this is a bigger thought than most people realize, you know, every day, you, you, you all of us have a set of choices about everything, right? What we do, where we go, who we're with, where we live. Um, you know, by the way, who are with who we are with and where we live are the two, um, Dimensions that have the biggest impact on outcomes in your life. And and so there's a little nugget right there So, you know choose wisely who your partner is uh, or who you spend your time with and then uh, you can change your game by uh, If you have the luxury of being able to move uh, You you can change the game hugely so these are choices, right? And I think when I talk with friends and colleagues of family, I'm struck by uh, how much uh, they don't realize that many of the things they're doing are not only um, that they want to do, are not only choices in the future, but where they are today are the result of the choices mm. they've made in the past. The second thing is a perseverance. Perseverance. Maybe this is the most distinguishing characteristic of my um, experience and, and leadership over years. Is um, don't don't be put off by the first time someone says no again, or or just simply. know uh if if you're pushed back if something happens if you if you if there's something that uh creates a limitation figure out a new way or try again right um i always say to my students you know there's a point at which you have to stop (laughs) you know there's a lot of times when you can actually um you know keep going uh like just keep 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 persevering regardless of the the factors the things that you think are limiting the third one is going back to a bit of a trend here in our conversation is is about being bold. We we need people today, and we have always needed them, who are prepared to take bigger risks and do the bolder things. Um, you know uh, that that when when uh, when I was in meetings with my teams, or when a, when a city manager asked me a question and. Or, or said we couldn't do something. My answer was, "Why can't we? Or what? What do we need to do to make that happen? Uh, what, what's the thing in our way? Is it is it uh, policy? Uh, is it skill sets? Is it money? You know, uh, let's figure out that and, and uh, figure out how can we, how can we um, move uh, move forward? And I think the fourth one again. I know it, it, it's a bit repetitive, but it's worth repeating. Is um, I I made a lot of change in the organizations I I joined in a very short amount of time. Sometimes it was overwhelming, and certainly I got pushed back from from certain people at certain times. Um, but uh, you know, on balance, um, I created legacies and I made a difference. Um, I'm, I'm not saying this personally. I'm saying I've been told this, and I can see people can see yeah. it. And and so I, it's very humbling for me to to know that, and I'm glad I was able to make a difference. Because that's what I want to do every day, um, but is, it, it's this idea of that um, to create some urgency. If you're if you are um, somebody who's building a startup, or you uh, or you have a, a role where you want to see change, or you're a city leader, um, whatever it is that you're involved in in life, and it could be as a parent or even as a child, is can you pick up the pace a little bit? Can you create a bit of urgency uh, to to how you see? Uh, the future and what you're, what you're trying to achieve as an individual. Um, so I think those those are kind of a summary of, of some big ideas there. Just looking at the question again. Um, lessons. I, you asked me for a powerful lesson. I gave four
0: lessons. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You gave four. And I love how they stacked. Uh, it, it got my mind thinking as well in terms of stacking. And uh, choice is, is a massive one. Um, again, it can be so underestimated. Uh, we love to say, you know, I, well, I, I do and I don't. Uh, no, you do. You do mm-hmm. have a choice. In fact, you mm-hmm. have lots of choices. Um, it's just a matter of, of learning to think through what those choices are. Um, and like you said, the ability to then persevere as well through, through the tough aspects. When you can combine the power of choice with perseverance, you're, you're talking about uh, exponential impact on yeah. a life. I know this um, in, in terms of good and bad. Um, you know I'm twice divorced. Um, you know those uh, how I went through those divorces, I had choices for, for how that played out. Um, you know I have I'm a single father of four and I got three mm-hmm. kids in one city, another child in another, mm-hmm. and I have constant choices for um, what type of job or career do I pursue? Do I keep being an entrepreneur or do I not? Um, you know and and it's empowering as as overwhelming as it can be it's also mm-hmm. empowering to be able to say, you know what, um, this is, it's still my choice for how mm-hmm. I show up as a dad. Um, you know, whether I do the dishes or not today, um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get groceries for everybody or I don't, we have so many choices that we, we often take for granted. Um, yeah. and then, can you know, I, can I add to that a little moment. bit? Yeah, please do head, hit
1: well, it. First of all, thank you for sharing uh, such a personal, uh, aspect there. It's very, uh, um, it's profoundly, uh, important and, 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 uh, I know it's hard to do that sometimes. So thank you, thank you for sharing with me and with uh, all the people who would listen and watch. Um, we've not met before, so maybe others know that I did not know that.
0: No, it's okay. So, there's a lot of people who don't.
1: So, <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, I, I was going to say I, I, two parts. One is, I'd, there's a, there's there's not a lack of naivety on my part that there are some decisions or choices you can't choose, right? So I want to be real clear to those listening, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, it's very easy for a guy in Silicon Valley who you know is doing well or whatever to to say these things. No, I, I I travel to all parts of the world and I see people in very very difficult situations that they don't have a choice over. So I want to be real clear that we're talking about the things where you do have control, and and yeah. and I think the I think the important takeaway is, sure there are things you are just the way they are. You're that's what you've been handed, but let's look at the things where you do have choices, and that's where I want to put the focus. Right? Yeah. Um. And, and just wanted to be clear about that. Yeah. Let thank you me. for
0: that. Yeah. It's- I mean, it's, uh, that man's search for meaning, I think is the book. Um, I I haven't read it. I just referenced so often that I've pretty much read it through all the people who've quoted it in different, (laughs) different facets, but you know, the, the ability, you know, uh, certainly my choices are very different than somebody who lives in a, in a concentration camp in North Korea. Um, know, I, I have a plethora of different South choices and a certain cushion and comfort level that, that those individuals don't have. Um, and I'm, I'm so amazed at the people who've lived through far, more difficult circumstances than I have yet have been able to find a power within themselves to choose peace, mm-hmm. um, you know, or even exercise happiness and, and mm-hmm. conditions that I would, I would personally have a hard time not being miserable. <laughs> in, um, and so, and you talked about cities. I hope that uh, maybe, maybe there's some young kid out there or somebody in their uh, in their life that's like, you know, what I can make a difference in my city, and here's this, and wants to go that route because of what you've shared. It reminded me, I did a consultation with the city of Converse outside. I live in San Antonio. San Antonio, you probably know it well. It's it's growing like crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. and it's off the charts. The amount of construction, being done etc. So, Converse, you know, was this little bitty forgotten town. Um, you know, that as I was going and meeting with a city manager about, about growth and marketing their, their campaigns for what, what their growth is going to look like. Whoa, it was like, oh my gosh, the plans for growth in this little, in this little suburb um, were incredible. And the commitment of the city manager, I was talking to you on that was, was amazing as well. So I'm happy that you, you highlighted the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter what level of government, but specifically we're talking about local governments, the commitment, the passion, the plans, uh, the execution that's taking place. Uh, it's it's something to behold. And it's also a very beautiful vision to be a part of, um, you know, if you have the opportunity to, to do so. Um, so thank you for highlighting that. I do want to spend a couple of minutes on uh, humanfuture.io and, and what you're building with that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about it. I just know it, obviously it's it's grand in in it's, um, its presentation with the galaxy there. Um, but <laughs> let's let's dive into that. What is human future? What are you doing with it? Why should we watching it?
1: Oh my goodness, yeah, that's a uh, that's a very timely question. Um, so um, you know, I, I left the city, uh, my last full-time job as a as a salaried person about it's almost over five years now. Um, by the way, I had a great time at the city, but, uh, working for yourself, building your own business is just pure joy for me. What, what it translates to is freedom. I, I love the freedom. Uh, that's, that's the best outcome of all, uh, to make my own choices as we've, we've spoken about. So if you're on the fence about whether you should build your own business or uh, work for somebody else, um, it's not really, a, a, a any type of, um, choice uh, that I can tell if, if you got the energy and the passion and the desire, just, just go for it, you know? So, uh, when I left, you know, I, I was doing, uh, and, and continuing to do, uh, to grow some of the relationships that I had formed over the previous few years, uh, to deliver to some, uh, academic organizations, uh, to some other businesses. In fact, I was able to convert work that I couldn't charge for as a city leader. Suddenly I could, because I was no longer, uh, having to fulfill the um, you know the requirements of working in government, um, so I could be free to to choose customers and 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 get paid, um, but I needed I needed sort of um, a brand. Uh, I wanted to sort of over time build a brand that would represent the my bigger aspiration for delivering you know strategy and education uh, to all types of organizations. Um, so this is where I spun up uh, Human Future. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes with a business, it's about finding the right name before anything else, you know, and not knowing exactly where you're going to take it. Um, but the two words, right? First of all, human. Uh, even my book, my best-selling book on the future of cities, the very first line of the book is, "This is a book about people," and 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 people are often amazed because they think of me as the computer science guy, the technologist, you know, um, and and uh, but but I am fundamentally driven by uh, positive outcomes for human beings for, for a better human experience. And then future is that's my sort of, it's in my core, you know, for 30 years, I've been yeah. uh, helping uh, all sorts of people and organizations try to anticipate change and 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 in particular to uh, evaluate and, and figure out what the impact will be of different technologies. Um, you know, back in 2008, um, I was already talking about the metaverse and, and uh, uh, 3d internet and, Of course, sometimes I'm too early, uh, but that was 15 years before you know Mark Zuckerberg brought it up, and um, and still it's a tough it's a tough sell for now. But so we're we're, I think we still continue to be ahead of that topic. For example, voice recognition was another one uh, that now has clearly been embedded in so many aspects of our lives. So what is this uh, future? So primarily today um, I work with a number of partners. We deliver uh, traditional you know consulting services uh, related to um, like how to make sense of AI or create a strategy around AI, you know, um, what big data, you know, things like blockchain and the metaverse, and um, things like uh, even a bit further out, quantum computing. So we we take the yeah. like the big impact, game changing technologies, and we help organizations um, build strategies around that. Whether it's kind of early preparation or actually activating and doing stuff about it. The second part is. Mm-hmm um because this is core to who i am is education so i'm doing workshops i'm doing keynotes i just came i just finished a a world tour actually a world speaking tour um travel around the world i know about 25 times over the last few months it's crazy but loved every minute of it um so you know i i i evangelize i champion a positive change in the world so you might find me on a stage in guatemala or estonia or paris um, or, uh, you know, or, or uh, Auckland and New Zealand at any point in time. Um, and the final point is investments. We, uh, we, it's not only just talking and advising, but we want to actually put our money where our mouth is. So we, we do help uh, social impact businesses. We are uh, interested in, in um, helping get started. Uh, you know, startups can, that, can, that have the potential to make a, a positive difference in, in, in the world. So that's where we're at right now, uh, doing very well every year of the last five years, got better and better. Uh, this will be our best year yet uh, in terms of growth and reach. Um, and um, and and But next year, um, we're beginning to think about plans for uh, an even bigger use of the brand um, and, and going into different areas. And all driven, singularly driven by making the world a better place tomorrow. That's the only thing that I care about. That's the only thing is uh, if if we're going to do, if we're asked to do work or somebody suggests we should do work that doesn't have making the world a better place somewhere at its core, I'm not interested. So that's what we're going to do with the with the business and uh, 24
0: and beyond. That's Awesome. Dr. Reichenthal, thank you so much for being on the show um, and for sharing this vision with us. I really do. I hope to have you back soon. I would like to dive in now that we've got like our, our foundation laid. I'd love to be able to dive in deep into what you're doing in the world of AI, what you're doing with these bigger companies, um, creating some exposure for uh, some of those who who understand like, we've heard it. ChatGPT, ChatGPT, ChatGPT. Like we, we keep hearing it over and over. Mm-hmm. But I finally started exploring it a couple of weeks ago too, and just been—it's just been mind-blowing what we've been able to use it for. Even though we're just in the fringes of 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 what's going on, uh, so if if we can um, rope you into coming back on stage with us over here, uh, it would it would be such an honor. Um, where can where can people connect with you if they want to connect with you? Where's the best place to do so? Sure,
1: sure. So I'm I'm happy to come back and and talk about uh, what's going on with AI um it, it is it is hard to overstate it it, it is remarkable what, what we're doing right now and where we're headed um Absolutely. so l- lovely uh, love to talk about that um i'm very accessible by the way very people can find me very easily I'm very active on linkedin so that's an easy one um i also use i'm going to call it twitter because i don't want to change it yeah. i like twitter and i'm gonna you can find me on twitter.com um Uh, but I also have, um, a personal website, reichental.com, just my last name, R-E-I-C-H-E-N-T-A-L.com for the folks that aren't watching the video. And, um, a lot of my, um, updates and, and free events and free content and videos are there as well as some of the premium stuff. But, um, I have to say I give away, uh, an awful lot more than I take, you know, so, Uh, there's, there's an awful lot for people there and, and I would welcome, I'm always happy to chat with all sorts of people with all sorts of ideas at any time. So please do reach out. I have an open door policy. Love to see everyone.
0: Awesome, Vision Pros. We'll make sure that those links are in the show notes so that you can you can access Jonathan whenever you need to. Um, Thank you for being so available uh, for putting in the work you've done. And Vision Pros, you guys have a phenomenal day. We'll see you on the next show. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for.